0: Hello and welcome to The Quality of Life, the new wellness podcast series for Saudi, the GCC, and the world in partnership with TRX. This is a new podcast series all about helping people and communities create a better life through wellness and sport. Hosted by me, Baham Harraq, the youngest Arab and the first Saudi woman to climb Everest and the Seven Summits. Because I genuinely believe you should be the change you want to see in the world. Every week, I'll be speaking to the biggest themes in the GCC and across the world. Talking nutrition, exercise and life lessons, as well as how to avoid burnout and the philosophies that are trending right now. Shining a light on sports in KSA and highlighting Saudi's amazing culture. Because the plan in Saudi is to have 40% of people participating in sports every single week by 2030. You can listen both Arabic and English every Friday morning after Jum'a prayer. And today, we're meeting Santia Dac. Santia is an American former track and field college athlete and recently made history by being offered the highest paid contract in women's football history. She's also the first female athlete to own a shoe company since she launched Tronos in 2020. I can't wait to hear more about her journey, challenges, and vision for the future of sport. Thank you so much for your time. When I heard that you're going to be on this, I got super excited because I think you're one of the trailblazers and what you do is incredible, not just on the pitch, but also in the business world. So thank you so much for being here. I know you're an inspiration to many women. I'm so curious to know who has inspired
1: you to be the woman you are today. Wow. Um, I would have to say, well, first of all, thank you for having me. Um, but I would have to say who inspired me to be the woman that I am today would probably be my mom. Um, I know that sounds like so cliche, but um, my mom has been like my biggest supporter obviously since like day one, but my mom, we also have a very unique relationship because she's my manager and she's also um, co-owner in my shoe company. So she is intertwined in like every way possible in my life. Um, But My mom is someone that pushed me to be great. Um, Even the days that I didn't want to be pushed, uh, she was there for that. And, you know, the the shoulder to cry on and everything else. So um, I would honestly owe everything to my mom. It's it's a,
0: you know, it's such a blessing to be able to have that. I'm the same. My parents, I drove them mental with my career, but um, they were an incredible part of my journey. (laughs) Speaking of mental space, I'm curious to know, of a book or, or something you've, it doesn't have to be a book or maybe a podcast or something or anything that resonated with you that you would advise me to read, for example. And why did that affect you so much?
1: Man, I have so many books I can name, but one that I read recently that like changed my entire life was How to Outwit the Devil by Napoleon Hill. How to, outwit it's called the devil. how to outwit the devil I'm writing this down um, I'm writing this down yes and I, and the and title in itself was like wait yeah it was like whoa like what is this about um and my brother my older brother was the one that recommended it to me because he was like this is one of the biggest like catalysts in my life that kind of pushed me into who I am so nice. today and I was like, oh, wow. OK, so I read it and I was actually reading it on a way to a humongous um, like investment conference. Um, and when I read it, or as I was reading it, I was like, oh, my God, this is such good information. And if 99 percent of the humans on Earth read this book, you will look at life completely different and you will make better decisions about, you know, your future and your friends and, you know, who you have around you. Yeah, it just blew my mind. So I will recommend everybody reading that book if you are someone that is in business or not even in business, just in life. And you're trying to, you know, navigate the ups and downs of just being a human. So it's basically, it's a,
0: it's a manual or something
1: to help you in life. It's, it's, it's not necessarily a
0: topic, right? It's like a.
1: Just really quick. I'll I'll just kind of break it down in like five seconds. So pretty much what it's about, it's about Napoleon Hill supposedly having a conversation with the devil about how he's able to trick people into doing what they do. And ultimately switching to his side, right? Because you know, I don't know if people are religious or not, but
0: it can be a uh, let's say a metaphor for for situations. Does have to be actual, you know?
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. I love exactly, And, and that's what that's pretty much what it's what it's talking about. So just how he's how you're able to get past his tricks. Because there are
0: some people that are the devil, not necessarily actual people. So it's people you deal with. I love that. I can't wait to check this out. Thank you. Yeah, um, exactly. Besides reading, because you mentioned that you 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 read a lot, I want to know what's your day to day. Can you give us an example of your day to day?
1: Man, um, I would say first off, I my days vary. Every single day is different. Um, the only thing that's pretty consistent in my life <laughs> would be like my like morning routine. I'm healing from ACL surgery right now, so like obviously physical therapy never really changes. Um, but everything else, honestly, is like, it depends on what I have on my schedule, what my assistant has, you know, um, and different things for me. But for the most part, my day consists of working out, uh, meetings, 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 (laughs) traveling somewhere for the most part, whether that's in Atlanta or, you know, getting ready to take a trip somewhere, reading, stretching. (laughs) Um, and then me and my fiance, we have like a daily routine where we like, shut everything down and then we spend like at least least two to three hours together before we go to bed. The meat of my day, it varies. Like I have a very crazy schedule.
0: Do you both agree on the time? Is it the same
1: time that you agree that you, we try our best to like shut everything down, like around seven, but uh, there's been many, many times where that hasn't happened, but we're just like, we're both entrepreneurs. So we're like, whatever, like we'll, we'll figure it out later. So but yeah, <laughs> we try our best to like keep that time, like kind of sacred. I think one of the most important, uh,
0: uh, skills to have, especially if you're, if you're such a multifaceted person is ske- how do you schedule yourself, how to manage your day. So I'm so curious to know, how do you manage your day? You you, you just mentioned like six things in a day. How do you manage it? What, what do you think it would be an advice for someone who's trying to manage their day?
1: I would tell people like, make sure you have it written down somewhere, whether it's like a calendar or sticky notes or whatever it may be. But for me, having everything in my calendar, then it pops up so that I know like I'm on track. And then I'm also able to cross things off in like Asana. I don't know if people know what Asana is, but it's pretty much like a management tool to help you kind of keep things on track. And for me, like I have a team, so I'm able to kind of push all of these different tasks out to everybody that's on my team. And I can see when they complete a task. So if you're not doing your job, I know. (laughs) So I think having that and then also, um, yes. And then also having my assistant kind of coming in like, hey, make sure you do this. Hey, make sure you do this. Um, I'm definitely one of those people that like I sometimes can like be everywhere. So if I don't have someone saying, did you do this? Did you make sure you did this? Um, I probably will forget. So sometimes I, for whatever reason, I might not look at my calendar some days. And then I still have my assistant that comes behind me and, and just double checks to make sure like Helps. I'm on track. Cause yeah.
0: <laughs> Surrounding yourself with the right kind of people and learning how to delegate, which advice I tell myself, because I don't know how to delegate at all is really, really an important skill when you're busy. I don't know how to delegate. I'm a disaster. I tell my, this, I say, I say this advice, but I, I have a hard time
1: taking it. <laughs> no, let me tell you, Helps. I actually just learned how to do that this year because I love to like have my hands in everything but I realized like I I've actually burnt myself out several times because I didn't want to delegate. So I, I had no choice this year. I was like, I got to do something different. So <laughs> it is
0: tough. Absolutely. It's a, it's a, it's not an easy skill to have to, to delegate right and to learn how to give space and to also learn how to trust people to do the job. I have a hard time with this a lot, but I'm working <laughs> on it. I'm working at working progress. Well, That's
1: all that matters. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, You mentioned that you, 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 you know, you have your workout and your, your, your therapy, your physiotherapy. I'm curious to know more about food. So what, what would be your favorite cheat meal? And are you super strict
1: about, um, the way you eat or what you eat and be honest about the cheat meal? Yeah. So I would say like my diet changes, like, like I've been vegan for probably like the last two months. Um, I recently started adding fish back into my diet. Um, But I always kind of like hover over being like vegan slash pescatarian. And then sometimes I throw in like lamb or something like that. Um, But I try my best to be mostly plant based, even if I have meat, like 80 percent of my plate is vegetables. So I'm really big on making sure that like everything I eat is actually (laughs) beneficial to my body. Um, but what I will say is I do, I have a sweet tooth. So I do love cookies. I do love brownies. I love ice cream. Um, I try to give myself like Saturdays. So Saturdays I'm like, I'm going to just eat whatever I want to eat. Um, but after that I try my best to stick to it, but I'm learning as I get older that like being super strict about what you eat can also to me sometimes cause anxiety because it's like, Oh my God, I just ate this pizza and now I got so I'm just trying to give myself grace because like life happens and definitely when you're traveling as well like when I travel I'm a foodie so I want to taste everything so like I started getting to a point to where like I was not doing that anymore and then I was like why am I doing this to myself (laughs) like Uh, it's harmful to 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 stop yourself from having if you have
0: a craving it's harmful to I think mentally when you're like don't 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 I think it makes it worse if unless you have an allergy like it's just I've been trying to just you know, quench that when you want something, and it's not necessarily the best for you. Try to try to moderate what that is, but don't like tell yourself.
1: But don't cut it out completely. I don't just think that's out. like yeah, unless it's to really
0: for you, unless it's like genuinely you, know, yes. for you then then cut out.
1: Yes, <laughs> yes. I, I, I just give it. myself grace. Yeah, I think yeah. that's the best best uh, rule of thumb for me is just like okay, moderation, but also again, if you want this, you can have it, but don't go crazy all the time. That's what Absolutely. I'm Absolutely,
0: and to have the discipline to—if you do need to go on a specific diet because you do have a competition or something, or a climb or whatever—or in, in my case, then you learn you need to learn how to have the discipline to do that. Not just you know just be running around eating whatever you want when you need to you train. So it's a difficult task, especially yeah. with food. It's a mindset. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And speaking of mindset, actually, I want to know what's your approach to wellness. It's such an important part of 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 an active person's life. Wellness, what it is to you, what approach do you usually take to wellness?
1: Oh man, I I would say that there's different approaches that I take because for me, wellness is just overall health, not just one specific in one specific category. So for me. Um, kind of like what we talked about, making sure that, you know, I'm eating the right things, but also not like, you know, on this super strict diets where I don't have any flexibility and life is miserable. Um, and then for fitness, I'm like a work workoutaholic, <laughs> um, a fitness junkie. So like, I feel like I have to work out every day, but with this injury, obviously I can't because it will cause inflammation, you know, all these other things. So I'm learning how to moderate, you know, even that but making sure that I'm still on some, some type of schedule just to keep me on track is really important for me. So fitness is like my life, like I have to work out. And then mental health is like another big aspect of, to me, wellness, because just because your body's healthy or, you know, you know, you're eating right, that doesn't always mean that up here, just as, you know, good and well taken care of. So making sure that I give give myself breaks, uh, making sure that I decompress making sure that I have me time and I have self-care time. All of that stuff really plays a role in just how I am functioning every single day of my life. And I was not taking care of my mental, (laughs) like I would say last year. Again, I made so many changes this year because I was like, I have to get things done. I'm grinding. I'm I'm playing football. I'm an entrepreneur. I got to travel, but there was literally no time for me to just say, what does Santia want to do today? Like, if she wasn't doing all these things and if she was not an influencer and an athlete and this Beyonce daughter, whatever, what would she be doing today? And I start asking my, myself those questions more often. And I'll be like, Oh, I want to go and get my nails done. So I would go and get my nails done. Oh, I want to go to the spa. So I would go to the spa. So like actually allowing myself to enjoy life outside of my busy schedule has really, really helped me with like just overall wellness. And you know, last year was a very interesting time for me because I hit rock bottom with my mental health after like getting injured because I had all my identity in being an athlete. And I've been an athlete since I was four. I've never in my life until last year had a summer off. So like I was just like, what am I like, what do I do? Like I don't have game schedule. I don't have practices. And I was just like, who am I at that point? And so like I fell into like a depression and everything. And then, you know, through Prayer and my family, I was able to pull myself out, but I realized like you're really not taking care of your mental health like if you have all of your identity in this and then it gets taken away and then you literally lose yourself, that's a problem. So I finally started to like be able to do other things. I wrote my second book, I was able to start speaking to kids about you know overcoming injury, and so many other new things came out of it, so it was kind of like a blessing in disguise because now i if i when I go back, let's just say. something else happens and I get re-injured or whatever I now know that the world isn't over yeah and I became definitely stronger and I feel like God put me in that position to be able to help others with the same thing because there's so many athletes that are like lost once their career is over once they're injured or whatever it may be and now I can be a voice for them and kind of you know help them do that
0: I'm very curious to know what is something that you're super proud of. If you can choose something that you can, you know, (laughs) hang on the mantle for for, forever. What would you think that would be?
1: Honestly, uh, being, making history as being the first female athlete towing a shoe company. uh, I don't think, yeah, thank you. I don't think there's anything else in life that could top that besides having a baby maybe. Um, So I like, honestly, um, it was amazing to watch. Or not watch be a part of where we started and where we're at now because it was so much so much happening because we launched in the pandemic we were trying to overcome all of that
0: no um, I saw it 2020 and you're like the best <sighs> time <to sighs> launch.
1: yeah it, so it was, and it was like it was a great it was awesome but it was also so, like the ports and our stuff was in China. So trying to get it, across it was just so much going into it, but um, we overcame it. And you know, we're now doing really, really well. We're in stores, you know, we're about to get into another sector, which is sports specific, which we will be competing with the Nakis and Adidas at that point. Um, so it's just, it, it was a, amazing. And then I had my mom right there with me the whole time is we were both were like, man, this is like our, our baby that we're birthing and to see it start growing and walking. It has been amazing, tough, but amazing, and I'm I'm very thankful and grateful for having the opportunity.
0: It's incredible what you're doing, I wish you the best. I can imagine there are a lot of challenges you faced. Uh, I mean, you know, just being a woman in the field or being different. But I want to know what do you think is the biggest challenge that women faced in your sport? What do you think is the biggest thing that women face?
1: Ooh, there's so many. I um, mean, there's plenty. I but if you you can
0: pick
1: one of the biggest things yeah can I name two you can so I would say the pay gap and then I would say exposure invisibility because you know we don't have the sponsors and we don't have like the big brands backing a lot of us most of the time it's hard to get tv time and if you don't have tv time as a sport it's going to be very hard to make money you know obviously so I think that's for sure not not you know the media coverage just sucks it's getting better. I think women's basketball has really been like a big pivotal moment for us. Um, So I I can, and I'm starting to see more and more happen for us, which I'm super excited about. Um, But there's still like so much room for growth and so so much that we have to do to really get semi-close to our male counterparts, obviously, (laughs) Uh, which is going to take a while, but I know we can do it. And then the pay gap. We just don't get paid. We don't get paid either anything or we get paid pennies where we still have to go and work jobs. And um, I just think that's unfair. The
0: the, the pay gap is actually one of the most interesting topics in sports for me personally, because whenever this topic comes up, it's like a chicken and egg situation. Let me explain. So they say that the, the pay gap is a result of the amount of interest or eyeballs that that the sports brings right like they say that we can't pay women as much as men because x amount of people see the male world cup but x amount of people see the women world cup which is a valid point right like the money comes from but if you don't help you know put eyeballs on us then how can we bridge the pay gap? Yes, I completely because it's it's numbers, right? Like if let's talk about numbers, it's it's absolutely a numbers game. But you cannot expect the pay gap to 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 shrink if you constantly invest more in one side than the other. One side had hundreds of years of evolution, which is the male side, and then the female side had a few decades, you know of of it so i completely understand because this is a valid argument and we we want to think logically right and not emotionally even though it makes me laugh that anger is not an emotion when a man's angry anyways that's another topic uh, um I, yeah right. a completely different topic <laughs> anger is not an emotion when someone when a male's angry yes. but frustration mm-hmm. is an emotion when a female's sidebar anyways You're what right. i was trying to say <laughs> Unless and less interest and emphasis on the, on the sport is put, you will never be able to to gap it. So no yes. matter what we do as females, unless there is a you know a, 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 a better better representation or better um, sponsorship or better interest, we will never be able to reach there. So that's something that I always like to mention because everyone says because they're not the same amount of people more people look at men than women. I'm like, yes, because it's by design. It's not, it's not because people aren't interested. It's just because one has a more, you know, rant over from my end. It's biased this topic. For sure. as, as you can see, I'm very passionate about
1: this topic. Yeah, no, look, I, I get it hundred <laughs> percent.
0: Because whenever this topic comes up, they, they try to shut down and say it's, you know, and I say yes, absolutely. But where is the problem? The problem is not in not no, not the interest. The problem is the, the 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 infrastructure doesn't exist for one side of the coin as opposed to the other. So with time, yes, but if you don't fix it, then no ma no amount of time will bridge the gap.
1: Exactly, one hundred percent. I agree.
0: I think. Uh, uh... I rant over. I get very, <laughs> very No, no, frustrated. no.
1: Look, I, I get it. I'm the same way. So I understand.
0: <laughs> when I talk about this topic, people just, you know. But um, speaking of success, because success is a big part of any career and any, you know, any sports or any businesswoman, I'm so curious to know what's your mantra of success if you follow one.
1: I don't know if I exactly follow anything, um, but I am like fans of like the Grant Cardone's and like the Napoleon Hill's and different people like that. So I feel like I take from everybody for me, to me, success, and I know it's success like success looks different for everybody. Right. I think for me, it is not necessarily about like how quickly you can get to a goal, but like, once you actually get to that goal, how many, <laughs> how many steps backs do you have to take because you didn't do whatever it was you needed to do in the process to get to success. So for me, I like to, you know, measure a million times and then cut once instead of having to just get there as fast as possible. Then it's like, Oh my God, I, the infrastructure is all wrong or I don't have the staff. And then it's like, I got to take steps backwards or whatever. So for me, it's about making sure that the it's, the process is slower, but it's, it's perfect as, as, as much as it can be. Right. Cause nothing's perfect. Um, so that's what I measure success off of. And then, you know, of course, like the impact to me, success is also impact because just because I go and do this amazing thing over here, Does that mean that I'm actually helping someone or showing someone, teaching someone how to do the same thing or making someone's life easier or better or whatever it may be. So impact is very important to me. Um, money is cool, but at the end of the day, what people are, people are going to remember is like, how did you impact society? How did you change something? You know, what is your footprint? So I have to be able to do both at the same time, if that makes sense. So yes, money has to be great, but I also have to make sure that it's impactful as well.
0: what do you think is the future for sports in the next couple of years?
1: Man, that's a great question with like AI and tech and all this crazy stuff going on right now. It's going to be very interesting. I think at some point is there's going to be virtual sports. I can see that happening now, but I'm excited because like technology is, a, is just exciting period. And I think we're going to get to a point to where everybody can be in the sports world to some degree. So it is, it's no longer going to, going to be like, is it a genetic thing? Like, how hard did you train, you know, or whatever it may be? It's going to be like, how good are you at tech now? <laughs> like, are you advanced enough in tech to where you can compete in these different competitions? And then I think, again, like, I feel like our society is becoming more and more like introverted. <laughs> so it's like, I feel like there's going to be ways where like you can compete from home. Like, I don't know. I just see that happening at some point. It's growing. But I don't know how. Growing. Yeah. So I think that's going to eventually be a thing. And specifically for women in your sports. Oh, for where women. Do you-
0: where do you see that going? How do you see it, let's say, in the next decade or so? What, what, what's your
1: intuition tell you about it? Oh, man, women's sport, I feel like we're on the brink of like really taking off because we are finally starting to get more visibility. Like I, it was so cool. I was at a bar the other day and I was watching the TVs and there was like women's soccer on and then it was like track and field. And then it was a, like a flag football game and it was women. And so I'm seeing us more and more like in commercials, like on the ESPNs and the sports centers or whatever it may be. And we're going viral more now. So now we're getting more attention. And it's exciting to be in women's football right now because we're it's about to explode. Like flag football outside of pickleball is one of the fastest growing sports right now. So the fact that it's now an Olympic sport in 2028, which I'm going to be hopefully making the USA team and competing for. And then it's like an NCAA, uh, um, you know, it's, in, it's, it's a college sport now and it's in high schools. So now what's next is pro. So at some point we're going to be able to get paid pretty well to play flag football, which I think is amazing. So I'm excited to see like where we go, but I definitely think in the next like five to 10 years, it's going to be professional flag football players and we're going to get paid pretty well.
0: Speaking of the next couple of years for you personally, I want to know what's next for you.
1: Oh man, that's such a tough question. Um, without having to name every single thing that I'm doing, um, Definitely, like I'm getting, I'm going to be married in two months, less than two months oh, now. So I'm excited applied. about that. Congratulations! <laughs> Thank you. Wait, Thank I have you. to do this for you. This is
0: traditional in our culture.
1: <laughs> so Thank when you. someone wants to get
0: married, we do this in our culture as a as a good luck and to to ward away bad 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 eyes and spirits. So congrats.
1: Oh, I love that. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um. So then, after marriage, of course, it's children. So I'm super excited about being a mom very, you know, very soon. Um, if it's in God's plans. And then um, man, um, my shoe company being the next Naki, that's what I see for for me or for us. And then being a bestseller uh for, for books, for my book. And I don't again, I don't want to name everything, but I would just say success. So being successful in all aspects of my life, being happy, um, being feeling just, you know, content with like where I'm at. And i feeling like I have to just keep going and going and going. So I feel like I want to get to a point to where I'm just able to travel and then everybody else is taking care of everything.
0: I have a question that is totally off script, but I'm very curious. Can you share with us the reason for the name of your company?
1: Oh yeah. Um, so Tronos means throne in Greek and my personal brand, my it's, it's called queen of abs. So my mom was like researching names and she texted me at like three, you know, she called me at 3am one night and I was like, mom, why are you calling me? Like, what is, I'm sleeping. She was like, oh, I have the name. And I was like, what? She was like, Tranos, And I was like, like the transformer? (laughs) She was like, no, no, no. In Greek, Tranos means throne. And she was like, so it would go hand in hand with your brand. And I was like, okay, that's cool. So that's my mom. That's where it came from.
0: (laughs) I I love that. Your mom seems to be like a very, very shrewd and smart woman. So please send her my regards as well for being amazing. What do you think is a piece of advice that you would like to share with our listeners and our viewers or a piece of advice that someone told you that really changed your life or was a pretty good piece of advice.
1: Yeah. I would say if you want to go get it in life, there are there's always going to be people that don't believe in you. They're going to tell you how to walk, how to dress, how you can not do this and you can not do that, but you have to bet in yourself, believe in yourself and stick to it. And no matter how many times you have to fail, fall, break, get back up and keep chasing it, because the more you work, the harder you work, the more persistent you are, you're eventually going to get there. It might take a while, but you will get there.
0: Santia, thank you so much for your time. I love how when I meet people, when I'm interviewing people and they, they show the multi-tat, multifaceted side of being a woman in this world, you know, athlete, entrepreneur, uh, you know, bride to be and all of these things. It's we we carry all of these 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 mantles and we carry them with grace and you're a great example of that so thank you so much for being just just an awesome example of a woman in in our modern day and i wish you all the best with your wedding and with going pro inshallah and hopefully we can have this conversation next couple of years and you can be pro already by then
1: yeah i appreciate that thank you so much
0: Thank you so much for listening to the Quality of Life podcast in partnership with TRX, hosted by me, Raham Harrag. Please do leave us a rating and review on Apple. It really, really makes a difference. And keep listening every Friday morning for a new episode. Next week, we'll be back with another episode, but this time in Arabic. So listen out for that. This podcast was produced by Pineapple Audio Production. Thanks again for listening and see you next Friday.